Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recavic Podcast. It's Wreak Havoc. We're wreaking havoc today. And we're talking about piss droplets and shopping carts. Yeah. How's that going to tie together? I'm so curious. I wonder. Where do you get piss droplets on your shopping cart? You shouldn't be pissing anywhere near a shopping cart, to be honest. It's kind of weird. That, is, that would be kind of weird. I, I just took a minute there to try to think of a situation where you might get piss droplets on a shopping cart. And without a, a homeless person, I can't think of one. No. Well, no, I can't. If you've got a child. See, we were going dirty with it. Yeah. If you just keep it clean. Yeah. If you keep it's it. It's totally innocent. You got a little if a kid, kid pees on, my kids have probably peed on shopping carts. Yeah. So actually that makes sense. When you take them out of the out of the car seat and it's all nasty, gross, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. No, that makes total Disinfect sense. Disinfect that I'm, thing. Clorox wipes are keeping with me at all times. Glad we figured that out. Yeah. So welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about um, doing the right thing when no one's looking. And doing the right thing when people are looking to. Right. I, mean, I don't want to be judgmental. Do the right thing. Period. And we got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, again, we, I, obviously, you'll start to figure out after many episodes or a couple episodes that there's a few guys I listen a lot to that got me wanting to get us doing a podcast together. And, and I give full credit to Gary V and Andy Frazella for, you know, basically giving me kind of the inspiration and listening to theirs and wanting to do it You're in a similar the way. Inspiration. Yeah, just like that. When you love somebody. Dude, in a time. Did you know that you can't actually sing songs on if you put these on YouTube? You can get in trouble. Yeah. They'll, they'll Especially pull. when you sound that good. Yeah. I mean, when you sound just like it, they're going to think it's copyright because they're going to think they're there's like, no way how they Jody on, did that. Yeah, how they get him on the show. Right. Yeah. I learned that recently. It did sound just like it. Yeah. Which made me want to roller skate backwards when I heard that song because it you took me back. Oh, hell yeah. I was, oh, you could pick what girl you wanted to skate with if you could skate backwards yeah. at Skateland. Yeah, Skateland goes way back. Yep. Skate World. They skate- just tore Skateland down officially. It's been officially, a carpet barn for like uh, like twenty five years. Yeah, but they just officially. I drove by it the other day. They demolished the building. Oh, uh, that kind of makes my heart sad. Yeah, a lot of makeouts in that building. A lot of makeouts. That was a dump. Horrible. God, was, like even as a kid, I recognized this is a shithole. Right. Yeah. They, let's World? put it this way: the 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 roof leaked, and the war the floor warped. And they mm-hmm. kept it that way for I can't remember how many. They didn't ever fix it. Four or five years it was that way until they shut they, it down. Yeah. They never they never fixed the floor and you could you could run and jump off. You know, sk- yeah. skate and jump it. It was pretty sweet. Skate world. Oh, good. Then times. Skateland good or times. Skate World came in and so, killed Skateland. Here's a funny story. The Napa Roller Drum is still open. I yep. Yep. And there's a new place. I know the to owner of that. So I think I, you know the ex wife of the owner, I think. Oh. Molly well, Lenti. Oh, yeah. Josh Lenty okay. is who owns that. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah. So I've got a hookup if you ever want to go roller skating. So I took my kids out, and we were out there, and then they, you know how they do the races. Okay, everybody from six to eight years old, come out and race. And then, so they go race, right? So then they get, all right, everybody 18 and up. And my kids are like, Dad, Dad, you totally need to go do it. And I'm like, hmm, I'll try it. So I had, I had uh, like the inline skates on. And I, I spent... Many, many years in college in my inline skates. I can skate. And I want to I want to uh, say you're welcome for not making fun of you for that. 
for inline skating? Yes. What are you talking about? Me and Gonzalez and Bauer, we were all we were cool. We were cool. We had it going you on. You keep telling yourself that. I knew every night when I go to bed. You're cool. I look at myself in the mirror. I brush my teeth. I say, when You're you, cool. Good night. You, when you inline skate your ass right into your bed <laughs> from the from your bathroom. I do. And you're like, you're the you're the coolest. And you inline skate over to your bed and jump yeah. in it. <laughs> and it, I, it's silent. It's amazing. Anyway. Pretty sure we got sidetracked on this. I'm so my kids are like, you need to go do this. Yeah. And I was like, mm, all right. So I go out there. And so we race and I go around the thing and there's a bunch of kids that are doing it. They're like 19 and obviously are out there a lot. I would argue that they are losers because mm-hmm. they're 19 and they're out there on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. but I'm not because I'm in my forties and I'm with my kids. Right. However, I'm racing and I'm flying. I'm doing so good. I take a couple really hard sidestep over, you know, these step overs. Oh, yes. And I'm getting after it. I'm on the last loop, second to the last corner. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I get around the one. I am in first place. And I am about to glory is right around literal two corners. Yeah. And as I'm doing the big last step over, my skate hit the, because I took my brake off on my skate because they suck. Who needs brakes? Right Breaks there, are for losers. Losers. And I hit the skate on my other skate, and I went airborne mm. and flew. But here's the thing. When you fly, as a kid, not that big of a deal. As an adult, you hit the ground so much harder. And then I was going fast, and it was like, or my yeah. skin rolled up. Right. Oh, it was horrible. It acts as a brake, actually. Oh, your skin does it when was, it's burning, when it's melting. It's hot. It was it effective. It was effective. I stopped when I when you said you tripped. The oh. first thing I pictured was like the scene from Top Gun where the the plane goes flying in a flat yes. spin out to sea. That's pretty much That's exactly what you looked what like. You're just doing a flat spin out to yeah. the wall. You know what I did though? I jumped right back up like a champion. Oh yeah, you always got that. I got third. I got anything. third place. Hmm. Yeah. See, I would have been in third place, and then I would have tripped. The guys in second and first, right on the last corner. When they, when racing. they were when they were lapping, you. yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got, I'll, get, I'll show them. Yeah. I get wide. I get wide. It's hard. It's hard to pass me. You do make a a really good door. Yeah, it's hard to pass me. Yeah, not so much a window. So back to what we're doing today. Enough of uh, my glory. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's amazing glory. Uh, but they we're actually kind of taking this lead from uh, an episode of MFCEO project, which mm-hmm. Andy Frizzell talks about, which it just hit a, hit a button with me because it's something that I push on my kids or guys that work for me or anything that that I, you know, anytime you get a chance to talk to somebody, it's, it's all about what you do when you're not looking. And basically kind of the Reader's Digest version of when someone else story, isn't looking or when someone else. Because you looking. have to be looking when you're doing things. Sometimes. Well, most of the time. Not always. I don't. Um, I tried to on driving, but you know what? That's how that Top Gun thing happened. That's exactly. He wasn't right. looking, and he tailspin, or you, or roller skating. People die that way. Yeah, or roller skating. Roller skating is what I'm talking about. But if you basically this, the gist of the story was his. He had an employee who was a great employee, mm-hmm. very valuable employee that went into bathroom ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He walks, passes the guy coming out of the bathroom. One person bathroom walks in. He goes in. Could do the math. Yep. There's piss droplets on the toilet. On the seat. So the seat, like the seat that you sit down seat. Sit down right? seat, right. Okay. And he immediately turns around, comes back out. And if anybody ever listens to the MSCO, you can imagine what Andy Frazella said. Hey, pal. Uh, yeah, not so much. Like He's Ned like, Flanders? Yeah. Hey there, neighbor. He's, yeah. 
basically he's like, hey, get the fuck back in here. Let me tell you, ex- you know, come here, let me show you something. And the guy walks back in there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, wasn't me. Somebody else did that. He's like, you know what? You're, you're fucking fired. Get out of here. Grab your shit. Get out. And it kind of, you know, everybody's like, what are you talking about? Well, here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you did or not, didn't do it. It's mm-hmm. you didn't take the initiative to clean it up. If you did see it, this is our bathroom. This is our, our you know, this is, uh, this is our thing. This is your bathroom. This is my bathroom. This is everybody's. You didn't take the initiative. You're not the type of person you want working for you. And I think I see, you know, we all see examples of this all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I have before the piss droplet story, I've told my kids about how I get frustrated when I see a shopping cart. I don't know if frustrated is the right word. I get angry. Yeah. I get real fucking you have, angry. You have like a little bit of, uh, Shopping cart rage. Rage, I would say. Yeah. And it, it if I if I ever get a chance to see somebody do it, I it will actually make the step to tell that person how I feel about that. Because it's unless you're an eighty year old woman, yeah, okay, or you're physically disabled what or if you, you can't put a cart back. Like if you fell roller skating? Yeah, if someone yeah, if you wreck went into a flat spin yeah. roller skating on so turn three. That's my pass. Maybe. But if you if you're not limping or walking from a fucking handicap sign, <laughs> put your goddamn cart back. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like you're that important of a yeah, person. That's, well, that's exactly okay. But anyways, it goes. I mean, it to me, there's a whole nother. It just basically says it's something that you can look at that says something about the person, right? Mm-hmm. When I walk into a bathroom or something and I saw that guy and and you know he passed up on actually cleaning up the piss droplets because it was someone else's job. To me, that means he's he's above that. He sees that. himself as more important as that. And it's, but it comes down to the one thing. And, and this is what the true judge of a character is, is what you do when nobody's looking. What mm-hmm. do you do? It's the, you know, tree falling in the woods kind of bullshit. If you're not, if you're there and when you the, have the chance to do it or don't do it, you know, you're the only person that's going to know if you pissed on the seat or if you you're did pushing this. pushing trees down in the forest? You lost I, me. I'm just saying, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying. <laughs> oh, right. The bear... Scratches the tree in. If a bear falls in the woods, <laughs> does the shit stick to his fur? That's how it goes. Well, depends what season it is. That's a good point. Yeah, but I think it literally is. If if you don't, you know, if you if you're if you're not the guy that see, you know, nobody else is gonna know. Right. What decision do you make? That's what pisses me off. Like, and we run yeah. into it all the time in sales. Oh, yeah. We run into it, right? Like, there's guys that are like, "Not my fucking problem." Pass the buck is the story, right? Everyone's gonna just pass the buck, pass the buck. Oh, somebody mm-hmm. else. I'm gonna put this shopping cart here, and there's some kid inside that makes, you know, seven bucks an hour to come out here and pick up these carts, and that's I his made, fucking job. I made ten an hour picking working, up carts. Working at Costco. Oh, Costco. That doesn't. I, count. You know what? I lost like 15 pounds doing carts at Costco. It was awesome. It's like a gym membership that paid you. Yeah, it was great. Thought about going back. Yeah, that's a lot cheaper than the gym membership I have. My forearms looked like Popeye. It was awesome. I bet you were a hell of a cart pusher. I was a great cart pusher. And you probably hated those fucking people that didn't put their carts back. I never yelled at anybody, but I did give them a mean mug. Mm. I was like, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, I, here's my two cents. I get it. Because, especially now, I think if you go back, say, 40 years, not a, not a big issue, right? I think now there's so many people that are so about themselves that they, I mean, it's, you can take a look at like the instant gratification of stuff, right? 
They're, they're too busy doing other things that are so important to do something like that. That's the one side of it, right? The other side of it, though, it is it really is a character thing. Like, when nobody's watching, like, pushing a cart, they don't, they don't get it. They may not get it. I'm going to give them a half pass on just being ignorant. But there's other things doing when, when the excuse is that's not my job. Oh, my gosh. I come unwound on my kids on that. Do not tell me it's not my job. If you see a dish in the in the sink that needs to be loaded in the dishwasher, load it. It's not my dish. Don't care. So I like at my house I did the consequences for having dishes in the sink were if I find dishes in the sink when I get home from work, all three of you guys lose all electronics for the rest of the night. That's not fair. It's pretty much like death. It's yeah, like I'm an like, execution. Yeah, I'm like, listen, it it isn't fair. It isn't fair that I got to clean up after your crap. You're capable of doing it. It's not my bowl. Yeah, I'll, make I, I it, I'll make you a deal. You pay the rent. You, yeah. you pay the mortgage. And I'll clean the dishes. It's just fair trade. I don't know if they could do that. I don't think they could afford it. Probably not. No. Jalen makes some pretty amazing beanies. Yeah. she's uh, She's been paying off a debt by making beanies and hmm. selling them. Well, that's business. I like to see yeah. that. I love it. It's great. And I made her. I don't know if I told you this story. So she she kind of got in trouble at school for some extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. Yeah, and so the the second time she got in trouble, there was a police officer involved, mm. and she was just present, like one of those things, like, "Hey, show me the five people you hang out with, and I'm going to show you your future." Right. Perfect example. We talked about that on a previous episode. We yeah. did, and this was a great example. And she's a smart kid; she gets it. She just, oh, peer pressure. I lost. So I said, "Okay, here here's this ticket. You got to." I'm going to pay it, obviously, because she didn't have any money. But I would not let her use her Christmas money. I would not let her use her allowance money. And I would not let her use her birthday money to pay it off. I made her figure out a way to pay it off. you got to figure out a way. Go work for the neighbors. I had like, <laughs> I had a job lined up for her to clean out somebody's chicken coop. And it was like 17 chickens. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, you got to pay that off. You don't get your phone back. Until you have the debt paid off. What? A little motivation. Anyway. That's going to be, and actually, that's another note I'm going to make. We're having an episode talking about kids and business and teaching them how to value that. Well, that's important. But the value of not my job. But right. here, so here's a great example. Walking down the hallway, this is when I was working at the radio stations. So we got, you have a, a wide variety of personalities within <laughs> the ethos of a radio station. Right, you got salespeople, you got the upper echelon of the management, you got jocks that are a lot of times very, very big deals themselves. Mm-hmm. Just ask them. Yeah, just ask them. But you've got different different personalities walking through the building. You've got a hallway, big. So imagine big long hallway and all these doors, right? And there would be like a tissue or a piece of garbage, piece of paper or something on the ground, right? And it was amazing to me how many people would walk by it. So I conducted a little experiment. I took a piece of paper and I crumpled it up and I threw it on the floor and I took a garbage can and set it next to the wall <laughs> right by where the paper was at. And it was it was amazing. No one would no one picked it up. I can't deal with that. I'd pass I, I would I would have passed out with flying colors because I do that shit all the time. Pick up so I just if you see it there, pick it up. It just it all uh, right. So here's my question for you. What is the root of that in your life? 
I don't think I was just raised that way. I, I just think it was, I mean, it was like, did you, I mean, I, I think it goes back to back of the days of ass whoopings. I'm very pro ass whooping. And it's because if I would have walked through my house and mm-hmm. something would have been sitting there and I would have walked by it, I would have got my ass whooped. And I think it goes back to, you know, my mom, when we'd go shopping, my mom would get in the car and she'd say, go take the cart back. Right. And I don't even, I'm sure we had cart racks but i think i just always took it inside like i mean it was like i remember like it was almost That's part of the thing right you yeah. ride the cart back there and you go right and you like ping and you'd ride but you're, my part mom told me to right i remember my mom you know like my mom would tell me flat out you go and get you know get get the gas here fill up the gas right my mom never got out of the car to get gas right i mean my mom did it and and it just goes to like i, I don't know it was as a way i was raised in a, in a lot of ways but it's to me, to me, as an old, you know, as I get older and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here looking at things, you know, how come, you know, because all I want to do is like, you know, figure out how we fix this problem, right? If people can't figure out that that thing leads to something else, right? What does, when you did do something, what's it going to lead to? Like when you mm-hmm. leave a cart in the, in the parking spot, can someone else use that parking spot? Is it going to hit someone else's car? Like think of the outcome of what you just did. You know, is somebody going to be able to sit on a toilet seat after you just pissed all over it or after you just witnessed piss on it? I mean, like you're leaving something better than you left it. Right. No, that's it. That's and let's go back. So Gavin loves fishing, right? Like Uh everything's fishing for Gavin. Right. Gavin, I've told him, I said, there's no reason for you to ever come back to camp or to the boat or where where we're at without trash, without some kind of garbage, Uh because I promise you, you're going to see something. You're going to see beer cans. You're going to see worm dispensers and i said every fucking time i want you coming back with stuff like come back with garbage because you need to and and i said you always leave it better than you left like we're out here fishing and somebody else is an asshole and throws their beer which sidebar why the fuck is the guy that always throws his beer cans on the side of the road drinking keystone light it's always a keystone light it's always Keystone Light. I don't know anyone that drinks Keystone Light, but every time I see a litter can, it's always a Keystone Light. Because I pick up cans all the time when I see them on the side of the road. You know, if I'm, there, you know, if you're walking, I pick it up. I see it. What if it's the same guy? Jesus Christ, it might be. We might be onto something. If we catch that son of a bitch, or maybe he just dies of a like penis cancer or something. <laughs> his, his I'm liver, hoping he gets dick cancer just and just boom. But it literally, if if you can't hear this, what we're saying right now, yeah. and Start yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking about what the fucking thing you do causes next and mm-hmm. stop thinking about where it stops right when you're done with it. And, and and we deal with this, you know, tying this back into the sales thing. I deal with this mm-hmm. with uh, you know, when we work with a trucking company or whatever, right? And there and I'm I, I run into it all the time. I I'm hope we don't have a, a large contingency of truckers ever listen to this because I probably will lip off because I have a real problem with truckers because they always seem to screw me. But anyways, we we are constantly trying to deal with trucking companies to get something delivered, right? I've right. done everything I can do in my job to get something there. And some fucking trucker or somebody's going to just stop what they're doing or they're just going to like, eh, I'm not going to deliver that till Monday or I'm going to pull over and see my girlfriend for three days and then I'll get the, get it there How, when I can. I, I like see. they just they, they don't care what the next move is. When I've got jobs that have to be they're being right. done on Friday morning that need that, right? right? Or I get these guys who are dispatchers and they're like, hey, I'm uh, I'm off at five, so I'll I'll work on this in the morning kind of deal. And I'm like, I I get it. Can you make a couple calls for me here? I need you like 
think of what you, when you stop doing something or you come up short in what you're doing, mm -hmm. how are you affecting the next step in the process? Because everything's a step in the process. Uh, yeah, Everything. All of it. Your cart, your cart, as dumb as it sounds, is a step in the process. Mm -hmm. Somebody else's process includes pulling into that parking spot and you just blocked it. Or somebody else is now going to maybe have to pay for something on their car because that cart gets loose and hits the side of their car. Right. You know? It, it affects everybody. It's bigger than you. Stop thinking that you're the fucking coolest guy in town that can just leave your carts wherever and do whatever you want. So I have two things. Number one, I, I think taking the time to be intentional about figuring out when you pull the string, what is it connected to, right? So within any kind of a business, you've got different spheres of that you've got the executive and you've got the operations and you've got the, the IT and all of these different things, right? Understanding and having empathy for the people that are, that are not necessarily doing what you do, but how that stuff connects, right? You just expect mm -hmm. all of your stuff to work, but you don't have any clue like your IT guy and you can be a jerk to your IT guy. He's doing his best to figure it out and get you set back up. You don't know his world, but there's, there's, I always approach that type of stuff of, I want to learn, I want to understand what makes the whole thing work and how can I do my job in a way that helps that person and that person and that person so that we can all get to a better outcome down the road. Because we'll all make more money and have better reputations and everything, right? right. So now here's, here's the thing where I want to twist this on you a little bit. I think personally, Andy jump the gun and for firing the guy. I get it. But here's the, here's the thing where I think as a leader and as a, as a boss, I have a responsibility to create a culture and to train these guys. Now I don't know the context. So maybe the context is that this, the, the guy that, yeah, he might but here, here's the way that I look at it. I want to take opportunities to train and to grow the culture of where I'm at so that that's something where young Trevor Brown he always takes his cart back because it was just woven into the DNA of how he did things from the time he was a kid, right? So you don't even think about it. You just do it. Right? I like that, but, you know, here's here's what's funny. Uh, you know, pre, you know, at dinner, pre-podcast uh, tonight, we had the discussion about the death penalty. Yeah. And basically uh, there was, there's, you know, how great it would be if we just, hung somebody in the middle of the, you know, in the, the town square, in the town square yeah. and all the criminals see this shit. And it, you know how quickly they, you know, like I don't have to weave that into anybody's fucking shit. If you see uh, that guy just got caught stealing shit and they just ripped his head off in the middle of the town square. Most of that guy, the next time he reaches for something to steal it, he's going to be like, Hmm, the simplicity. And of I that. think that's what basically yeah. what Andy probably was doing at that point. I think Andy was like, you know what? I got sixty other motherfuckers in here, and I'm going to show them oh, exactly sent, what happens. He sent he's going to he's going to he's going to yeah. yeah it, it was the you know burning, and, yeah. you know, and he basically just said, look, here's the top sales guy. I just shit canned him for a shitty attitude because you know, this is a culture here, and if you don't keep your shit clean and yeah. you don't do your shit, like it it meant that nobody's untouchable because that's another thing i think there's a right yeah. there, that's where you got people like i guarantee you the dude in the i mean I, i'm gonna stereotype here again but if this is you know the guy in the bmw or the mercedes that parks sideways in the uh -huh. in the lot out there so that no one dings his doors is the fucking asshole that fucking doesn't put his cart back it's probably that guy right so so there's a there's this thing where you've got that mentality where you're like, you know, I mean, there's a reason there's that stereotype mm -hmm. of the douchebag, you know, okay? That guy is the guy, right? So there's a point where that makes that 
you know, like, I mean, it, it's a, probably a scene in a bad eighties movie, but I mean, it's basically mm. that you want to see that douchebag, you know, with the pop collar and his fucking Mercedes, you know, get his cart fucking, you know, cart comes and slams his car. You want to see that or you want someone to ram his Sorry, car. Sir. Right. And it, it's like, because you want that, that's the thing. There's an entitlement there. And I think that's a part of it. You're hitting, you're hitting on the, that's one of the things right Huge. there. Huge. And the thing is like, I mean, when you're talking to like my kids, I don't want them to be perceived as that because they right. they they can't be that guy right now. They don't have a BMW. They're not fucking rich. They can't do mm. that shit. So don't act like it now. To me, that's what you're putting off to people. You're the, like that guy's better than that. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Oh, huge. just and how do you combat that? Right. Well, you start with just people fucking grinding. I mean, I mean, you but, have but that's you, they have is. to know how to do that. They have to put the shit back. You know, like I mean, we you know we talked about it earlier too. We literally it just goes down to where you get a mindset of like when I walk in the grocery store, I usually pick up a cart in the parking lot because mm-hmm. if I see one, I've gone another step past that. Like not only am I, I feel like I've gone to the next level to where I don't even feel like I'm better than. Than leaving my card in the deal, mm. I'm better than just walking past a cart. God, you're good. And I'm not trying to toot a horn here, but it's like you're amazing. I know, and you could keep saying that all you want, and maybe that's a whole nother episode. How amazing you are! Yeah, maybe we go into just a whole episode of. I how don't know amazing if we've I got am. that much time. Well, I got. T- it's all digital. We could we got sing tons a song. We could. I can get a terabyte if we need it. Be statues of you with I'm, a cart. This is all sounds pretty good. Me pushing like three or four carts because yeah. that's With where I'm going to. I'm getting a, to a point where I would look like I work there. You carrying a baby? Yeah, yeah. Uh, burnt and like burnt and just like something's on fire. Can we have yeah, something on fire too. That'd be amazing. It's 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 and it's one of those things where like it, I want my kids to get to that point where the kids are like they you know if they start now because I think I started it. I mean I think that's what it was. I think my mom just basically beat it into me where we're like you do that like. My here's the other thing that drives me nuts, and my kids are guilty of this, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I never, my mom never carried groceries into the house. Oh my right? gosh, dude! But like, <laughs> I, I literally, it was like you, you literally, my mom would open the door and she'd say, "I'm home from the grocery store," and you got up, and if we weren't with her at the grocery store, me and my friends, whoever was there, mm-hmm. shit, you might have hauled groceries into my house. I don't I might know, have. but we literally, we would jump up. Like, it was just no questions asked. Your automatic thing <laughs> was to jump up and go get the groceries and bring them in because, you know, that's just what you did, right? So, and, it, and it goes into simple little shit. I mean, that I was, had a funny story. <laughs> we went to the store the other day, and I've got like 10 or 12 bags. I've got all three kids with me. And we get home, and I'm like, all right, guys, I need you to help me. Everybody bring in some bags, right? And so Logan, he's 12. So he, he's got, I think we went to Costco, too, because he had a drink in his hand and his phone. And he goes walking inside. And, I, and I've and i got, like, hands full of stuff. I might have had a thing of dog food on my shoulder. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? I'm going inside. I'm like, I told you to grab a bag. And he's like, my hands are full. And I'm like, like, my head spun all the way around. And I was like. That's where our parents would have beat him. Oh, my God. Well, so what I my head spun all the way around. I turned into, I was like, put your phone in the pocket. And he's like, I don't want it to fall out. And I was so pissed at him. Like, I wanted to hit him with the bag of dog food, but he's too quick. So what was the best part? So I kicked his, his butt, like a side side yeah. kick to his butt. And I'm like, get over there and grab a bag and bring it in the house. And, of course, the girls are like, they're toting stuff in it. Jessie's like, a, she's a workhorse. She's got like, she's like carrying 
Got one balanced on her head. head. Yeah. She's amazing. And oh man. And he of course then he But it's that type of stuff where parenting that you don't break it now. Here's the he's thing. He's the douchebag. Here's the thing. Parenting that into kids is hard. Now. Now, now no, I'm just but but when here, you can't whoop the shit out of them. But here's the thing. It takes time to do that. Right. right? So as I'm as I'm, I was kind of flipping that thing around. As a quote-unquote influencer, as a leader, as a whatever you want to call yourself, mentor, yada, yada, yada. It's doing that type of stuff. Because here's the thing that I love what you're talking about when nobody's looking. But here's the other side of that equation. There are people watching. And you lead by example. You lead by your actions and doing that stuff. I guarantee you that there's people that see that stuff and see somebody that... So when I was at the radio station, I'd been there for 100 years. So to all the 20-somethings, I was like Uncle Jody, right? And so they would, they would, yeah, they would come in and, I'm going to do a Yoda impression. Mm, yes. They would come in and, and I would just give them life advice. It was really, really cool. But there's opportunities to show that stuff where you don't think someone's watching, but somebody is watching. And that, I think that's where I was trying to go with that. I didn't get it across very well. But it, basically what I think is a huge importance is when you do them when you're not looking, right? If it's just mm-hmm. inbred into you to do it when you're not, you will naturally do it all the time, all the which time. means people will see it. And I think that's Absolutely. what's come across with my kids where I've always done it naturally. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I don't think about it. So then my kids see it, and they don't think about it. Like, I'll be in conversation, that, and it. I will see something, and I'll reach down mid-sentence. I won't stop. I won't say, wow, someone just left something on the ground. Right. I, I don't take a moment to do it. The only time I do that is if I know who did it, and it's the kids or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, pick up your shit. I'm picking up your socks. or you know, like. But, like, literally, if they just watch me, they see me do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, it, this happened la- yesterday. Gavin and I go to Albertsons. We're walking in. And I'm talking to him. He's we're joking around, and I literally just grabbed a cart that was in the flower bed because mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing. That's the half oak. That's the half ass, right? Right. You got the guy that just leaves it right in the fucking dry, you know, right in the middle of the asphalt, and then you got the one that's like, oh, I put it away. I put two wheels up on the flower bed. That doesn't count. doesn't count. Sorry. Thoughtful. That doesn't Thoughtful. count. Doesn't, it's, you halfway. tried. You made an attempt, but no, that was that's halfway. Yeah, the half jacked off dog just doesn't work. But it literally, we don't even need to go there. But well, I'm not even. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I it's halfway. Let's. It's, it's half ass. It's half done. Uh, yeah, let's go there. But it li- literally, like I think, if you you know when you're just doing it, they'll they'll say that. And I've actually heard there's been. I'm trying to think of an example, but you know there's been times where Gavin now is old enough. You know he's 14 and he's almost 15, but he he figured out he's like. You know, I just noticed you always do that. Why do you, you know, you just always right. do it like naturally. I'm like, yeah, like there's, oh, I remember what it was. So my mom taught, uh, was a model when I was younger and she taught etiquette and modeling and stuff at a modeling school here in town. And so my mom was a stickler on etiquette stuff. So one of the things that I think is kind of cool that it's just a natural habit of mine because my mom just ingrained it into me but it goes back to like the old west days Mm -hmm. is you never let a woman walk on the street side of the sidewalk right you just naturally switch Mm -hmm. sides and it's natural for me to do it like i just do it and Mm -hmm. i don't know i do it and a lot of times even the girls i've had multiple women say what are you doing like 
like, what do you, what did you just do? What was that? Why did you do that? Like they get all paranoid. I'm like, sorry, it's a habit. You don't, you know, you don't let the woman walk on the curbside. And, you know, it goes back to Bonus literally boys. the days of, and sometimes it is, and sometimes they're like, I don't fucking care. Cause they're just as bad as guys. Cause I don't. But like, but Gavin caught it. He's like, why do you always like when we're walking, like you'll switch. And I even do it with my kids kind of like, right. I mean, it's just natural. Like I just, it's just a protection thing. Right. Why do you always, I'm like, tell him the story. It's kind of funny. It goes back to like old school where, you know, like it's the stagecoach coming by that's going to hit the fucking puddle and spray the women with their, you know, so the guys there to God, protect I, them. I hate it when the stagecoach drives right. by. And I have not, I, you know, and that's crazy because all this time I've been doing it, I've never been hit by a stagecoach mud ever. But well, that's the guy but that's I still do it. shotgun. He's like, watch out. Yeah. He'll give me a heads up. And if usually. you don't, he might shoot you. Right. I also have a dream of someday. Uh, running out in front of a bunch of bad guys riding horses into town and picking up a little kid by his waist oh, and sweeping yes. him out of the way before they run over him. Don't know if that'll ever happen, but I have a dream. But literally, I think That'd it's just amazing. it's something that's natural. Like, and, and it just it's it's not again if you start them early and which is what happened, mm-hmm. you know. And I just want. I mean, it's never too late. It's never too late. Change what you're doing. And we try to teach people that in what we do in our job. And I think I've touched on this in other episodes, but I had a, a gal I worked with and we had a big ongoing joke where we just had post-its that said DYJ because we'd be pissed off arguing with different things. And I would need her to do her job and she'd need to do my job or we'd need a trucking company to get where we were going. You know, and we right. just kind of, I'd be on the phone bitching at a trucker usually. And I, we, she'd hold up her sign and I'd hold up my sign because it was, it's just DYJ, man. Do your job. That's right. if you just do your job, everything will flow evenly. Okay. Do those little things and it'll flow evenly. If you put your cart back and it mm-hmm. makes it easier and there's a cart inside for you the next time. You, I mean, it, it well, all plays into the big picture, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I get fired up right about it because it's a problem with our world today. And I think it, getting without getting political but like basically saying there are groups of people in this world especially right now in the media that they are all about what the what the what the end result is that they're trying to get to but they're not looking at any of the things to get there or what happened on a local level like what can they do here and that's why you know basically it's referred to as a circle of influence right you have Mm -hmm. a circle of influence that you actually influence and there's things that are way out there a lot of the stuff you see on the news are well out of your circle of influence way 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 out of your circle of influence so you know when you're when you're fighting and i and like i said i don't even want to give examples because everything will offend somebody kind of deal it's not mm-hmm. that i give a fuck but, i'm offended that right. you're even suggesting it i know and you, you seem offended. I, i'm offended but it's 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 something you know like if you're literally thinking about you know what let's just go into like poverty right okay i want right. i want i want i don't want anyone to ever starve or a child to ever go hungry sure Great. What are you doing locally to change it? Did you, and, and I'm not saying, cause I don't hand out, hand out bullshit to panhandlers. So don't even get me started on that one. But if you, do you, do you donate to the food bank? Right. Do you, you, do you give the extra dollar when they ask for it at, at Albertsons? I'm, I'm so scared. I'm not say scared. I'm such a believer in the karma and just good things happening. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what they ever, I mean, I probably get screwed on some stuff. I never know what they're asking yeah, for man, when generosity. they ask for an extra dollar. I click an extra dollar half time. I don't even know what it's for. They're like at Albertsons. They're yeah. like, you want to give a dollar? And I'm like, yeah, I don't. And I'm, I forget. And they're like, and especially they're like, do you want to write your name on this? No, I don't want to. I just want to give the dollar and move on. It's, it's something I can mm-hmm. do, but it's a something that happens right there that it's in my circle of influence. Can I give an extra dollar? Yeah. Am I going to give them $50? No. no. 
I'm not going to do that. You're not going to miss it. But if I walk in that Albertsons, I, I can piss away a dollar really quick. Okay. Give them the dollar, you know, and do those things that happen. Like nobody knows I gave that dollar. I don't need my name on a right. fucking pumpkin that says that I donated a dollar. Why do you have something against pumpkins? I, oh, do you know any pumpkins? I love pumpkins. Like patched pumpkin? Pat. <laughs> Was Not it patches patch. or patch? Patch. Just patch. a single letter. <laughs> patch the pumpkin. One of his amazing voices that he's done. For yeah. many, many years. It's, and um, the new guy doesn't do it near as good. He tries. He tried it. They hired me he back. Tried. Did they? Yeah. They should, because you're yeah. the true patch. Yeah. We um, Let's do another episode just on... On my voices. Your voices, and we'll tell funny stories about like when you called in uh, to my office and <laughs> fucked with Kathy as that Patch was... the Perverted Pumpkin. Patch the Perverted... Oh, he was naughty. He was a naughty pumpkin. That but anyways, we're getting off. But like, I, I literally don't need... You know, the, to me... The not looking part mm-hmm. is don't. I get it. Like that's cool. They get to put them up on the thing. Well, it shows all their the clover leaves or whatever. But like I, I don't care. I'm just doing it to make a difference in the circle, right? I know mm-hmm. that's going to the Idaho Food Bank or that's going somewhere in right. our community. Do that. Do anything that you're looking at. Back the fuck up and look at what you can do locally or in your little circle of influence. Is going to change it, right? Sometimes cleaning up fucking piss droplets makes a difference. That's something you can do, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, don't be the guy that goes and goes, every fucking truck stop I go into is a piece of shit and it's fucking gross and I don't like to go in there. Fucking bathrooms in this fucking restaurant are gross. I'm not going to eat there anymore. This is, you know, like, okay, did you do something about it? Did you change? Do you, do you bitched. Come on, man. I, I mean, wrote a letter. I wrote a very harshly worded letter. And even that, like, I mean, just, dude, just do something, do something. And and if you just get in the habit of it, I promise it's, you know. But that's it. It's getting in the habit of it. And that's the hard part. Here's the reality, though. it It's bigger than your your selfie, right? Mm-hmm. It is not just about you. And and that's it. And it's hard. And I, I tell you what, man, I'm scared to death for the, the generation that is growing up now. It is all about them. It's all about instant gratification. It's all about that entitlement of all that stuff. It's scary. Because here's the thing. Those kids need to be hired in the next five years, right? right? They're getting out of school and doing all that stuff. you know. But, again, what you were talking about, what are you doing right now? So for And I know you and I very, very similar in this regard. When I coach, it's not just about football. Correct. It is about life. It is about... Everything. And I, I get the opportunity to coach in a, it's kind of a faith-based organization. So I get to talk about big picture stuff that, that stuff that I'm planting seeds that's going to grow into fruition 10, 20 years from now. Right. But it's, it's all those little things and being intentional about that and getting people to think what you're talking about. It's not about you, man. Get outside of you. What you do is connected to your sphere that's connected to all these other spheres. It's all of these concentric spheres, circles, whatever you want to call them. And it does matter. Well, it you, really does. You just brought it in in the same sentence. Like you talked about, you literally just said, like you you made the complaint of I'm worried about these this right. generation, right? Right. Outside your sphere, right? Worrying about that. But then you brought it right back full circle to how you are affecting it in your circle. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm okay with the guy saying, dude, this is bullshit. These kids are bullshit and it's not right. they're not going to be able to do this. 
but here's what I do to to, to try to stop that, it. I try to help it. ten kids at a time, or I try to coach twenty five kids at a time even and if make it's a difference. One, right? Even not, if you well, take because you're going to get through to one. So right? I, I have a buddy of mine. He did radio here in in uh, the valley. He left. He's now in Portland. He's killing it, dude. Killing it. One of the most creative dudes. Just a great guy, right? So I've kept in touch with him. And it's been fascinating. I invested some time into him, right? right? Not a ton of time. I I mean, I worked with him, but there were there was a handful of conversations that got serious about big time life stuff. And there was contract things and all kinds of stupid stuff at work that you run into, right? right. And I gave him just sound wise advice. And I was like, hey, dude, anytime you need to talk about that stuff. So he recently, this is like four years ago. He recently was in town and I was talking to him about some stuff. And I said, Hey man, if you ever, he was, you could tell he was a little bit off. And, and I said, if you ever want to chit chat, dude, I am a phone call away. And it was really interesting because I was being genuine about it and it kind of caught him off guard. And he's like, are you being for real? And I was like, yeah. Like if you ever need to talk, call me and I will talk to you. I will listen. I will give you advice. I'll hear you. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I think, man. Yep. And you can take it or leave it, but it was really interesting the how how surprised he was to have somebody that really was serious about putting a little bit of time into him. But just that one thing, if that affects that dude, that affects this person, that affects that person. I mean, think about this. I, I always love thinking about this. Who were the people that were influential in Abraham Lincoln's life? Who were the people that were influential in Martin Luther King's life? Who are the people that were, I mean, go down the list of, of what I consider culture changers and world changers. They affected huge spheres, but who were the people that affected them, that put them on their trajectory where they changed the landscape of the future, right? They, they But look, what did they do? They did something right. that was monumental that they had the power to fix in their in circle of influence. Right. These are great, great people that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln, in his position, right. had the ability to sign something right. that stopped slavery. You know, I mean, he 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 basically he had he he had that that was in his circle but at the time, right? It didn't come until. But it's like he way he grew, late right. in his career. But he grew to a point where, like, he just got he he continued to grow that circle, right? right? You know, Martin Luther King, his circle, you know, seems huge because like, he would speak and all these people that, you know, mm -hmm. way, way out here would, well, that's fine. But what did he do? He was an activist. He was a very aggressive, like, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, he, they, was, they, he, he was a preacher. He, he was, and he was not what I would call super peaceful. I mean, no. people put him as a, as a peace activist kind of guy. He was a very aggressive. Oh, he was fiery. He was very aggressive. And you look at what he did, but he, the way he did it is he, especially then, he didn't have fucking Instagram and YouTube, dude. He was doing it in small groups of people. Well, now, okay. So and I'm gonna, his circle just kind of kept growing I'm and growing. Flip, I'm going to flip this on you, right? So what did he have, right? He had a microphone. Yep. I will scare the shit out of you right now. So did Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean... You think about your sphere of influence and how it can grow and grow and grow. These are two gifted men. Right. Right? One of them changed the landscape of civil rights in the United States. One of them didn't. Right, yeah. One of them was obviously evil. But here's the thing. They still had influence. They right. still had the ability to do that. And, you know, 
<laughs> on a microphone, man. Yeah. One of these. But those people are the same, you know, again, going back to the, what do you do when they're not looking? Mm -hmm. Those guys, even the evil ones, are mm -hmm. evil behind the scene. Yeah. They're dirty, dirtball guys, what, man, and they continue the, to grow that circle, yeah. right? Their circles just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the fruit the fruit of what you throw down, it, it becomes obvious. Absolutely. I mean... It just, it, it yeah, is. and it's it's never too late to change it. I think that's. I mean, we it's we get attention. we get into this, and we you know, I mean, in conclusion to this kind of wrapping it up, I think that the big thing is is I know we're you know I talk a lot about doing it as a kid or learning it from an early right. age. It's never too late, man. It's never too late to change what you're doing. I mean, I look at it as uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, even our group of friends right now, like mm -hmm. we're all older. We've all been athletes at one time we all got out of shape and we've all kind of just not done anything right we haven't been executing we haven't yeah. been doing the little things you know we're stuffing our faces when no one's looking kind of deal <laughs> everyone's kind of on a kick right now i don't know what it is <laughs> but everyone isn't it weird how everybody's just how like many, i'm working out how like many dudes are signed up for the spartan race oh man there's yeah a dozen guys that are going to vegas for a spartan race and they're and most of those guys are all down training down here at the you know one individual <laughs> place that they're all going yeah. to and it's like they're getting and they're getting everyone around them rallied. Like you know, they're calling me. It's and I've it's infectious. You know, I've been going. I mean, luckily for me, I've been just on my own going to the gym. Every, you know, every day, pretty religiously, mm. uh, outside of my travel days. Every morning on my own, I go. It just works into my schedule the way when I drop right. Gab off school or whatever. So I mean, I'm, I've put myself in that group just because I'm doing it. I'm I'm not cheating on my food stuff. You know, I'm doing my mm. my diet plan kind of thing. It's you know we're we're all kind of doing these things, right? But it's it's no different in your diet, right? It's, no it's those little things. If no one's looking, it's probably it's probably more of an example because you can if no one's looking and you piss on the seat and leave, there's a chance you're gonna get away with that. If no one's looking and you down a half gallon of fucking ice cream, you're gonna get fat. And people are going to know what? like literally the things that you do when they're not looking is what's going to make you thin or healthy. Like, mm -hmm. are you getting up in the morning and going to the gym when no one knows if you're going to the gym? Right. You know, is it, you know, it's not, it, it's like, those are the things. I mean, and I think in your health, it's, it's never too late. I mean, we got our friends, we're all in our forties and, yeah. and now it do seems something. like everyone's on a kick right now to try to do a Spartan race or try to do something <laughs> we've never done. And it's never too late, man. It's not like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I haven't been doing it for the last 10 years, so I, I I'm not going to do it. And it's the same thing, whether you're, you know, it's never too late to put a fucking shopping cart back. It's never too late to right. wipe up that fucking toilet. It's never too late to do these little pick up the garbage. You know, when you see something, I mean, on trash day and the neighbor, you know, the wind's blowing and the neighbor's mm -hmm. trash blows down the road and you're like, oh, that didn't come out of my can. Pick it up and put it in your fucking trash can. You know, I mean, those, it's never too late to do that. So if you're that guy and you take offense to this and you're hearing us or girl and you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I don't put my cart back, but this is why I don't put my cart back. Fuck him. I'm all right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Change it. Change what you're doing now and, and it'll, it's okay. Go ahead and just make the change now. It's never too late. Never too late. Best day to plant a shade tree today. Because you probably didn't plant it. <laughs> I like that. There you go. All right. That's all I got. Well, uh, I do like to end on a little quote here. I've got one for this episode as well. Oh, yeah. uh, our buddy Seth Godin. I love Seth Godin. I know. He's got a ton of quotes. He's a quirky little fella. He's got, a, and he put, he's, I can't remember how many years, but he writes a blog every single day, 365. He's just that. Yeah, every day. So he says, sooner or later, all motivation is self-motivation. Mm -hmm. To me, I mean, that's about as, as easy as it gets. 
uh, and the challenge and opportunity in finding the external forces that will soon become internal ones. You're going to have to like everything you, everything you do sooner or later, motivation is going to have to be self-motivated. You're going to have to do that yourself. You're going to have to make yourself go and put the cart back and do these things. Like you can't, you know, sooner or later, you're not going to be at the gym and that Big Mac's going to float by your face and you're going to need to have that self-motivation to Mm -hmm. not do it. You know, there's going to be external forces coming at you from different ways that are going to try to make you do something and you're going to have to battle it with internal forces. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. So work on your internal forces, work on your self-motivation. Don't blame other people for doing that stupid shit. And it ain't easy. It is not fair. No one said it was going to be easy. And it is worth it. The end. Man, I kind of shifted into a little Sam Miller right there. It ain't easy. It ain't fair. But you bet your ass it's worth it. God, that was that good. That was good. Episode nine is next. This was eight. Was this eight or nine? So we're going to do nine next. Is it nine? Yep. This, okay. this is eight. This is we're eight. going to do nine next. Graduate. Uh, it's going to be more of a fun one. That today kind of got me pissed off. Yeah, this one's going to be kind of dark. One. I'm going to go. We're going to go play some racquetball, and we're going to that would really work. Get it out off some aggression. Me. Hit yeah. a little blue ball. Yeah, It'd be good. Awesome. We need to hurry. Okay. Well, episode nine. Funny t-shirts. Oh, I like that. I've got a whole theory about wearing funny t-shirt, and I didn't even plan this, but I'm wearing a funny t-shirt yeah. tonight. Motorboating. I'm a motorboating son of a bitch, because I have a boat that has a motor on it. <laughs> That's why. Pontoon boat. Yeah. Get it? Party boat. So I think uh, I actually ran into a guy in an airport one time, and we were talking about it because we'd both just seen it, and he had a hilarious, I can't remember. I wrote it down somewhere, but he had a funny shirt on. It was pretty funny because uh, everyone, we I was just waiting for a plane, and he was there with me yeah. waiting for the same plane. And everyone that walked by would point it. Uh, like, he must have affected 20 people in the time we were waiting for that plane to board. Spear of input. Because he had a stupid fucking shirt on. And it, and it just shows that, like, little things go a long ways with people. Some, you never know what you're affecting with people. So, you know what? Take some time. Go buy a fucking funny shirt. Wear it around. Because you never know. Somebody's having a shitty day. They might need a funny shirt. Anyways, that's what we got next episode. So, right. we out. <laughs>